Hey guys! Hi! Welcome back to A Little Bit Deep. I'm Eden. And I'm Sophie. And this week we're going to be diving into all things friendship and the struggles we face in making new connections and genuine friends as an adult. Yeah, so we're going to cover a lot of topics about transitional phase from school um, and growing and changing into an adult and how this affects your friendships and phase of life yeah. as well. So it's going to be a big one. Thanks for everyone who got amongst our episode last week, all about female independence and whether we see ourselves working at nine to five long term and side hustle culture. It's a really big topic. So it was really cool to see everybody's opinions of that on our stories. Yeah, it was super interesting to see that uh, most people actually didn't see themselves working nine to five long term. I thought that was I guess it, that's the whole point. We're talking about the shift of people's mindsets, but 75% of people compared to 25% um, see themselves. Crazy. Yeah, so it was interesting. The next question, are you worried about balancing career and family? It was actually even higher. So 79% of people said yes, and only 21% of people said no. So crazy. Interesting. So there is a lot more to unpack in that topic itself. And we did have a few DMs in the question box as well. So we will actually um, have a full episode coming out to touch on everyone's questions. So make sure to get amongst the question box, get involved. and Yeah, write us in. Anything you think, just shoot it to us because we love hearing if people are thinking what we're talking about. So please yeah. continue to do that. We yeah, love 100%. That. Before we get into our episode today, we're going into our deep dives and intrusive thoughts. So, Eden, do you have one for me this week? Yes, I have a good one. I dove into a podcast episode that I listened to from Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bar- Bartlett, I think his name is. Uh, episode 219, he just discusses the feeling of awe and the way it's discussed it just like opened my mind because it, it talks about happiness and how to be a happier person on a day-to-day basis pretty much um and the feeling of awe that you experience whether it's seeing something new for the first time or going and doing something you enjoyed as a child it actually makes you a better person and a happier person all around obviously the episode's like an hour and a half so I did a very short recap, but it's amazing. Um, I definitely recommend. So episode 219, go dive into that because it's good. So what about you? I actually listened to it um, a while ago as well. It's a very, very good episode and I do recommend. So my deep dive this week, I haven't had much time to dive into any TV shows or anything, but I have been listening to a lot of music because that's what I do when I'm studying or I'm working and I've been getting around Lana Del Rey's new album really recommend it because I've never actually been a huge fan of Lana Del Rey. I like her music, but I've never been super into her, but really liking her. So she's really focused on producing as well, which I find really interesting. And it really takes you on a journey and makes you feel things. It's really good, easy listening as well. So yeah, if you haven't listened, definitely give it a listen. Yeah, I haven't actually listened to her new one properly yet. So um, yeah, I need to do that. And also Jack Antonoff is a co-producer and he produces all my favorite artist music. So very, very good. Um, intrusive thought this week. Do you have one for me this week, Eden? Yes. So mine is pretty much accepting the fact that I don't need to plan things. So I have a tendency to want to like plan every month of my life. It's, I don't want to say it's a toxic trait, but it kind of is a toxic trait because I probably annoy 
my boyfriend with it. I probably annoy people in my life with it because I just want to plan ahead. Um, and also with the stage of life I'm in at the moment, I actually can't. I actually can't plan ahead. So literally last week you were like, are you going to Byron for Christmas? And I'm like, oh, I, know. I don't know. It's I actually am a June. psycho. I actually am a psycho. I literally look at my calendar every day and I go through every month and I'm like, when's a public holiday coming up? Where should I plan? La, la, la. I'm like a crazy. Yeah, it's actually toxic trait. Um, So I'm just learning because I'm in a stage of life that I actually can't plan things. Um. You know, I don't really have money to go on holidays. I don't know where my future's heading at all. So I'm just learning to accept that I can plan two weeks ahead. That's it. So that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on at the moment is two weeks. That's it. Calm down and relax. Yeah. So that's mine. What's yours? Just go with the flow, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try. We can try. I feel like when you have so much on as well, it's almost like you're clutching on something to control yeah. and you're like, well, I know I can control this and I can plan and everything will be okay. So yeah, I get it. Um, so I've had this dog. I've been dog sitting recently who I absolutely adore. Her name's Indy. She's a golden retriever. Cute. Anyway, I've never actually had a family dog I've I've had pets growing up but honestly they're kind of connected to some traumatic stories like my pet experience hasn't ever been like really positive. wow well I just have some funny stories growing up where the pet would die weirdly or like things would just happen oh, to all no, of my pets yeah. like so I've never had family dog or anything like we've had birds and guinea pigs and like random things um so it's really like nice to have this dog and I think growing up I always thought I was an in-between cat and dog person I was like people who are just one way are really judgy and weird but I have honestly noticed recently the difference between dog people and cat people and this is something that I've just been pondering because I think I've been spending more time with dogs in my life um not just dog sitting but people I'm surrounded with as well and just people in my life who aren't dog people and I'm just noticing like the differences in their personalities and like their traits. So would you say you're and it's just really interesting to me. Person? Well, now I 100% am yeah. a dog person, and I think that's a part of the intrusive thought is that me realizing. Well, even when I was on Facetime to you the other night, you're like showing me the dog all the time, and I'm like, awesome. So I don't really I'm care. Like, I'm actually a dog person. I def you're definitely a dog person. Your personality just suits being a dog person. I can see it. It makes sense. And that's what I mean. And yeah. you can tell when people are dog or cat people. And I just think that's like really my sister's a cat person. And you know my sister. She Nothing is against cat, cat people, and, like, and I'm probably offending so many people. Like I have some of my closest friends are cat people. No, I don't think you've and, like, been love offensive. Them. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I think I've just realised I'm a dog person. It's pretty much my intrusive thought. So yeah, yeah, coming out. Yeah, I'm proud. Our topic today is adult friendships. So we're going to discuss the challenges, the feelings that we face associated with creating new and meaningful connections as an adult, but we'll also touch on our personal stories, our values, why we find it hard, things to look out for in friendships, uh, finding friends as in like an introverted person, and also the importance of prioritizing the friends that you do actually currently have in your life right now. So we're going to dive into firstly, how we feel about friends and kind of where we're at and things we've been through. So Soph, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I think this is such a huge topic. And it's something that 
everybody can relate to because we all have friends and stories and relationships in our life that have changed and merged as we've grown older so I think everybody is kind of experiencing this throughout their entire lives it's not just prevalent to our young adulthood but for myself I have moved a lot in my lifetime as a young person so I've moved schools quite um, frequently but only in my high school years so it kind of was very jarring for me because that age your friendships are your everything and your identity because you're kind of coming of age and figuring out who you are so being thrust around in different locations especially when everybody around you in school has gone through middle school and solidified their friendships and kind of found that and then you're in this new environment having to find where you sit in like several different places it's really isolating so I definitely really struggle with this I think as a teenager um just a little backstory for those who don't know I was in Brisbane until year 10 went down to Sydney first bit of year 11 then I went to boarding school up in Toowoomba in Queensland um for the rest of my high school so that's how Eden and I met in Brisbane when I was at school in Brisbane so I had some really good friends that I'd gone through a lot with in middle school and solidified a friendship there and then moved and it was very you know um hard to reconnect and make meaningful friendships in new environments that you know I was changing around so often and that they had already had their groups and their friends solidified so I think for me it was really a case of just finding out who I am and not putting pressure on myself at that time to find super super meaningful and close relationships and more so just have friends that bring out the best in you and that you can enjoy like your everyday life with and hang around. Um, So I think into my adulthood that kind of really prepped me for moving because I did move quite a lot after school as well and just valuing the people I do have in different seasons and different journeys and appreciating them. You know, it's definitely been a journey for myself, but it also has made me really appreciate the friendships I've had that have been around me throughout all of those years and all of those times that, um, that are always consistent and always going to be there. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that I've definitely personally been through. You know, everyone's stories are different. Everyone feels this in different ways, even for people who have stayed in one city and grown up at the same school their whole life still experience this because friends change, friends move, um, and different things happen in your life. So, Yeah, I definitely can um, relate to what you said about now you can really appreciate the friends that you do still have and that have been with you through those all those different periods of your life but for me i i've always had friends um i always had a friendships around during school but i never felt like i was the favorite friend so in groups there's usually like the two best friends or there's people who are closer with each other I always felt like I was just kind of the third person to everyone um and I have always felt that way as I've never been like the favorite friend um and that's so when sad I, to me was <laughs> well, true like that. even in school because you know you knew me from a younger age so to yeah. you you would kind of you know it's like you and the Sophies mm. and there was you know whatever but um I always had people around and people who supported me and people who like were my friends. So I don't want to say that I didn't have friends because I did, but having Mm. a best friend who I thought was my best friend and didn't experience until I was out of school, 
Um, when I left school, I uh, still kept some friends who were from school because obviously you left, so a few other people left school and the people mm -hmm. who were with me once I graduated, I still stayed in um, contact with them. We would hang out. They were lovely girls and then we just kind of like had different pathways, um, still in contact with them but don't really hang out with them. But, you know, you just move on. And, and so I was in search of new groups, new friendships, like where am I going to find my place? And I, I found that in a best, like I found, I had my first ever best friend when I was about 19, I think, not about 20 actually. And um, she then, we were best friends, like inseparable for about a year and a half. And then she went back to where she lives in New Zealand. So then I was in that position again of just trying to find um yeah like my people who wanted me around and people who felt like they were my people say because I never found mm -hmm. that in my communities outside of like church or whatever communities I was a part of um yeah. and then now I'm still I'm still in that position I would say obviously yeah. like um you you've always we've always lived apart so mm we got close it makes it hard for us to hang out yeah yeah like you you have these people who you value and they're still your best friends but it's different when you can't actually see and hang out with them a lot um it yeah. makes it difficult because you know they're there for you emotionally but when they're not there physically it makes it difficult because everyone wants friends they can hang out with you know yeah exactly um, so I mean, that's half of a friendship yeah yeah exactly so yeah I, it's been really uh amazing just trying to appreciate who I do have which is you and, and like a few people around me um mm. and I think that's important and that's like so meaningful still but we are still on the hunt for like new connections and new meaningful connections so I think that's um, yeah totally and it's hard I mean like especially when you are coming and meeting people who already have a solidified group and you're kind of like the new person or you you've moved to a new city like you just have and you're just trying to find a circle or a social group that you can be a part of and enjoy and align with so yeah it's yeah. a journey and share and the hard. same values yeah. and everything which we, we all, all get into different life stages as well and you can still be friends with people and then they are on a different path to you whether they're like having a baby or getting married and you're not doing that and that makes it a bit harder to hang out and keep the relationship alive. So I think that really comes down to your core values and yeah, what you connect on. Yeah, exactly. What are some values that I guess you look out for in relationships and in friendships as well? For me, I like to have people that I can rely on. And I know that, um, I think mainly for me, it's like I see them and they see me as a person and that's kind of the basis of the friendship is like you both understand each other and that is something that I do struggle with I know we're talking about values so we'll just quickly say that I do struggle with um yeah now because when people don't know my story and what I've been through I struggle to connect with them because I feel like I'm hiding a part of myself yeah with this new well person. you crave that deep intimacy like an emotional connection with somebody that fills your cup and that you feel you can be vulnerable and open with and I that's a really hard thing to find and people especially when you're meeting so many people and it's very surface level 
and you might be out meeting all of these people who are great people and that you get along with but you don't feel that your cup is filled as a friend because you can't really yet open up to them and yeah, get them to see exactly. who you are. For me, I definitely crave the deepness, but also the balance of connection and fun. Um, I definitely am attracted to people when they can not take themselves too seriously. They can have a good conversation. There's that intellectual level there, but also like they're a good fun person. Um, that's what like I look for in yeah. a friend. That's what I value. And open-mindedness as well. I think that's huge. Unfortunately, with females, you can get more judgment, I think. There might be people who are thinking, how does this person think about me? Do they like me? So it's more like internalized. But yeah, it's an interesting thing to unpack. I think there's a lot of elements to it. Yeah, I think that women are more critiquing on their friendships. I don't necessarily know why i think it may be something that just happens from a really young age like you even think about the cattiness that goes on in those early years of grade seven to the middle school period grade seven to nine that period of your life is so catty oh my god and the nitpicking of friendships the drama that goes on in those years there's it's be stupid to say that that doesn't affect us internally somehow to now critiquing that we do with female friends leading up to in our adult years because you've had these terrible experiences at a young age so you've got all these things you feel like you need to look Mm. out for and so it kind of makes the pool smaller and smaller or people already have their friendship groups or this person doesn't actually like me or her best friend doesn't like me so I can't hang out with them like there's always some thing that comes up that blocks you from wanting to go into making that new friend I think it's just really overthought which is do you think we expect too much from our friends I think think we put too much pressure on friendships and overcomplicate things a bit yeah I mean there's even the uh, you can either let a friend in too much and then you have no boundaries or you have friends that you don't let in enough because your expectations are too high Mm. I do think that we do have too high of expectations on people of course but then also there's the other line where like you get really close with someone and then you've got all these issues because you're so close that your boundaries are just so blurred and friendships it can get really blurry because they're like you know you start arguing and fighting or whatever it's like your sister's yeah it's like sister yeah 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 it is interesting and I think as women we kind of almost crave that sisterly connection like the sisterhood you know you hear those kind of terms all the time I do think we go into friendships maybe expecting too much from people like we want them to fill this area and we want them to do this but like what what can we do to be a good friend to others and what can we do? I think that's a really good point of view to have it because if you know you're being a good friend to the friends you do have, then when you do come across people that may have the possibility of being a new friend, if that's what you're after, then at least you know you've got the good friend thing down pat, I guess, like because it does take effort to be a good friend. Yeah, well, I think it's it's also like why are you expecting so much from other people when you're not even willing to do the work yourself? So like... It's that classic example of um, telling someone you want to see them and not ever 
put going through with it. Like, do you actually want to see them? I, I've been guilty of that before, but I've had that done to me before. It's like, I can't, like, let's catch up. Can't wait to see you. Let's organize something. Like, nothing happens. Yeah. Um, which is just classic adulthood as well, which is what's shit. But, you know, that first step of being reliable and actually actioning what you say you're going to say, well, what you say you're going to do, sorry. Um, I think, like, just being reliable is one thing. Another thing is to be a good listener. I think a lot of people expect a lot of their friends to listen and be at their beck and call and be there for them, but then they're not willing to be there when they need help as well. I think there's so much power in just listening to people and you don't even have to offer advice, but you can just be there for them. That's like really powerful and shows them that you care. And checking up on them too. Yeah. Check in, just be like, hey, just wondering if you're all good. Like if you're okay, uh, a bit more than just how are you, just make sure that you're actually checking in on them. I know some people who are really good at that and it makes a massive difference Mm. to friendships. It's just like thoughtfulness, right? I mean, in any relationship, when you have a partner or something, like if they do something thoughtful or they're thinking of you and they just ask how you're doing with something you told them about, it makes them think, oh, this person actually cares and they're more likely to want to be your friend I think there's definitely ways that you can show the people in your life that you care and you're available to them that makes you more open and willing for more friendships in your life without giving too much of yourself or being too expectant of them as well you know what I mean yeah checking in on your friends not just on the milestone days as well like that is so important because you know obviously you're going to say happy birthday to your friend or you're going to congratulate them on getting engaged or when they get a new job but like checking on them on just normal average days as well is really important yeah definitely that relationships at this age can get too much and too overbearing when we're expecting the person to be our one person like you talked about having a best friend right you can have a best friend and that's amazing but you should still not expect that person to be, you know, at your back for everything. Like they are another human being and they have another life that it's okay. And just like having a low, like low maintenance, I I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I think that um, that kind of adds to a thing that makes it hard about making new friends is because you haven't established that kind of comfortableness yet. So you have a new friend, you want to ask them to hang out. I guess it takes, I don't know, I reckon it takes at least four times to actually have a friend hanging out and getting to know them. But um, when you have friends such as like me and you say that Mm. I know if you're busy, you're busy because I know you as a person. Yeah, exactly. it's not personal. And I think learning to not take things personal as a friend is really important. Um, and being trying your best to be low maintenance, but also we don't want to stand away from the fact that there are definitely things that people do that is just pathetic, really, and they could do better. There's definitely a line. Like you don't want to be so low maintenance that you're just not caring. You're being walked all. all over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it is hard to make those new friends and also make sure that you're close enough, but then also not being annoying. So I think being low maintenance is is something that you should achieve for, but just be careful you're not walked all over kind of thing. 
Also, I do think at this age, people, they may have had friends for a long time that they're sticking around that they're more toxic than good. And so how can you how can you identify that and know when it's time to cut a friend off or should they even cut a friend off? How do you identify that line of this person is actually not very good for my health and I need to make, you know, a decision of what friendships I invest in? I haven't ever, say, cut a friend off before, but I do think that you kind of realise when your time's up, right? Um, I guess I haven't ever felt the need to be like oh I'm not hanging out with this person anymore but I know that that definitely is the case for some people but you just want to be friends with someone who is respecting you and does respect your boundaries and makes you feel um seen like I said earlier and makes you feel like you are um your values and who you are as a person is being respected because I've had friends who I've felt like like that is really disrespectful to to me what you're doing or how you're acting yeah totally yeah and so if I'm having those thoughts that's when I go "Uh, okay maybe we're just not like nothing it's not actually them as a person they're still great people but I just don't think they aligned with me um so I just kind of stepped back and just you know stopped putting in the effort yeah and I think it's definitely like the times where you feel someone could be a bit condescending as well. Like if somebody's being condescending or making you feel a bit silly or outdated or a bit small, like that's not somebody who is uplifting and who's actually adding value to your life. And someone who doesn't celebrate wins with you as well. Like if you're starting, if you've done something or you've, you know, achieved something and your friend isn't willing to celebrate that with you and they almost make you feel a bit silly or they've put you down for it like you know those people aren't worth it in my opinion to kind of stick around for so in some cases it's just your lives aren't the same like they're just not you just become indifferent yeah you're just so indifferent to make anything work and you've tried it is what it is most of the time both sides of the friendship won't care if it fizzles out they're probably feeling the same as well yeah exactly let the ship sail or whatever that saying is but i know like i said at the start personally overthinking is the biggest um detriment i think to making new friends it's so common and feeling like you're putting in more effort and the other person's not i've seen that pretty much in every single person i know has felt that at some point yeah Um, that's a huge which is natural and different phases of life yeah people probably are putting in more effort than the other person but I often find that you think that you're actually less liked like you think you're not liked but you actually are more liked Mm, than you think you are you think you you actually more liked than you think you are yeah not don't try not to get in your head about how other people are feeling and just control how you are actually being yeah you think that you're less liked than you are and when you put yourself it makes it more scary when you're trying to make those new friends and put yourself out there or even trying to keep those strong connections with friends that you do have it's it's not actually that deep most of the time and people do like you more than you think they do and often it's just human error where they accidentally left you out or they 
they just didn't think you'd want to come. There's there are circumstances where mm. that actually does happen, which is just shit. That's why we talked about at the start things you actually can do to be a better friend. Like just check in on them. Those little small things make a difference because it's going to make that person feel more welcomed and more loved. People mm-hmm. have their own stuff they're dealing with, and the best thing you can do is just reach out and invite them or check in and make sure that they actually don't want to come little things like that because we're all struggling with this thing of not feeling wanted really Mm. obviously there's some friendship groups that they're all very tight and strong which is amazing but not everyone has that there's also the case where you can feel a bit different from the people around you as well and I know for me in my case I've as a young person I almost felt a bit like or like all of these people are so out there and open and extroverted and I don't know how to match up to that because that's not my natural personality like I'm a more reserved and introverted personality type so it makes it harder to make friends because I'm not so obvious in who I am outwardly like it takes me time to warm up to people yeah it makes it a bit difficult more difficult to make friends you want to come across as who you actually are but sometimes in certain social situations that's really hard to do especially as an adult if you're in an environment where you're not as as comfortable it's harder to like get your personality across to everyone and be like hey I'm actually like a cool person I actually am fun um I am a good friend like in it's hard to get all all you are across to a group of people or someone in such a short space as well or in a big environment where there's lots of personalities around. I think that would Mm -hmm. be a big struggle for a lot of people is standing out amongst a group of like 10 people, trying to find your people in amongst other people. It's very confusing and it's a lot to try and connect up the dots to try and find people you genuinely connect with. Yeah, and sometimes it just takes, like, I'm just thinking from my own experiences and feeling that way in a school environment, right, where I walk in and I'm trying to navigate, like, my friendships. It just takes one person to be kind and to just see you sitting alone or see you as a new person or whatever and to just come up and say hello. Yeah, being aware of the people around you and your surroundings. Yeah, and I also think naturally for introverts, say, like it's very draining for them to put energy into other people. So they do become more selective with who they choose to hang out with and what time they give to other people, I suppose. And you kind of expect, you kind of want people to just get you quicker than other people who are naturally more extroverted and who can just you know suss out the room and don't have as much of a problem as approach to approaching strangers and new people um you kind of just want people to get you without actually putting in the effort but you know that is that can be your greatest detriment but it's actually a good thing because you now know who you want and you just have to go find those people so i have often because i'm an extrovert and i've often thought because I do naturally go into a room or a setting and just say hello to someone and kind of put myself out there a bit. Mm. This is just me speaking my intrusive thoughts out loud, by the way. But I've also thought that maybe my extrovertedness, people see that as almost intimidating because I'm so confident and because I can talk to most people. Do people think that I don't want to be their friend? It's such a weird 
it's such a weird thought that I have had at, through this journey of trying to make friends. But I'm like, why does nobody ask me? Why does no? Why do I always have to ask everyone to hang out? Like, as in Brent, work and stuff is different environments. But even like, especially like gym settings and stuff, um, like in the past as well. I'm like, I have to make the first move here, don't I? Like, does this person want me to make the first move? Okay, mm -hmm. well, I will and I do. But it just feels like why does nobody want to reach out and ask me to be their friend? I feel like it's... I honestly think people are just lazy. Imagine yeah. you have a life, you have your friends, you have your circle, you have people you hang out with, you meet someone new at the gym and, like, you're keen to hang out with them, but you're not so, like, keen as they are. You know what I mean? Because you already have your life. Well, I just want to get shit done. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to be friends or not? <laughs> I think it's a really good value to have because, like, not a lot of people can actually be so forthright and, like, get into motion what they want in life. Like, you are out there trying to make friends, which is, like, what, you know, the great, great thing. But I do think there are certain, like, the elements to friendships that are natural and that just progress over time. And I do think it's more of a, how can I be a friend to this person? Like, yes, we can meet and hang out, but like, how can I actually like care about this person? How can I show up for this person instead of just hanging out and trying to make it happen? Yeah. I don't think I yeah. say that, but I don't think it actually comes that easy at all. It's, it's, it's a very slow burn because I know personally for me, like I struggle to trust people and like we talked about this offline. So if like tr finding people you can actually trust is so, feels so hard. It feels so hard because you feel like you don't actually know them. And that's why I think that thing that comes from, from me is that I want to get in, I want to get to know them because I want to find out who they actually are. And if we can be friends or mm. not, or if it's just like we just catch up and then nothing really comes from it. And it is. Sometimes it is a bit unnatural and you just have to try and make that effort and catch up with them and maybe you don't see them again. But when I was researching into this topic, like you said, with the trust thing, it's interesting because the number one reason people actually struggle to make friends as an adult is a lack of trust. And it is so interesting to me because yeah, wow. as children – Imagine you're making a friendship in the playground. It's very like, hi, can we be friends? And then it's like, yeah. And then you hang out and you're like best friends for a day. And it's like so easy and natural. But as we grow older, we have more walls and we have like more, we're more afraid to open up and be hurt. So because we learn that behavior, right? People hurt people and we don't trust as easily. So it's this lack of trust that's really the barrier between us and making friends. And it's harder than ever for us to find friends that can we can fully invest in emotionally and mentally. And it's actually part of the reason why people stick around to their childhood friends because they don't want to branch out as much and they have that trust built already. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is a real thing. Yeah, it makes so much sense because you are it is scary making a new friend and being like, do I actually trust this person? Like, do I actually know them? Where your childhood friends, you or people you've known for years, you know them, so you know what parts are their good qualities and what their bad qualities are. But with a new person, that's all new territory. Yeah. So it makes it, it makes it very emotionally um, 
taxing say not that it's a bad process like it's not draining but it's just like a lot to yeah. kind of sift through to actually find out who this person is yeah and I guess that's why um when girls especially get into their first boyfriend or whatever instead of going and making new friends you know you just hang out with your boyfriend all the time because you know him so you hang out with him all the time instead of yeah it's comfortable Mm. it's an easy option and and in this part of my life where friends are very valuable to me and I want to have fun and enjoy my 20s I it's hard when you make a friend but maybe they have a boyfriend so they hang out with them all the time or whatever so it's kind of hard to find that balance with females in relationships because they do have this person that they want to give their all to which is so natural Mm. but it is it is a barrier yeah and I do think at this age as well with people getting into relationships and not being around people naturally 24 7 whereas in school we are always around people so it's more natural to have very close friendships whereas now it becomes almost a responsibility for us to keep those sparks alive and invest in the friendship which is energy right so when you do have a relationship or you have you're comfortable or you have as many people around you as you feel you need it doesn't become as big as a priority because you don't feel like you need to be keeping those sparks alive anymore you know what I mean so or a lot of people want to have friends they can't be bothered so they just hang out with their boyfriend all the time yeah like it's just literally a cop-out mm. really because you're like, what's your boyfriend? What am I going to do on the weekend? I'll hang out with my friend. Oh, wait, I better check what my boyfriend's doing first, which, oh my God, being a victim, like I've done that. Hello. But how shit is that? I, I actually made a goal last year to not do that. Mm. It's like, ask what my friends are doing first. And then if my boyfriend's, my bo- I see my boyfriend all the time. Mm. Like, Ask what my friends are doing first and then ask what your boyfriend's doing. If you've got something planned ahead in the future, great. But And obviously make time, whatever. But, you know, I feel like it's a cop-out for a lot of girls and I think that's why maybe, not to say boys don't as well, but I think maybe like notoriously girls can be a maybe not as good friends. I don't know if I'm out of line for saying that. I think this is interesting because we also touched on um, the concept of mateship. Oh, yeah. And you, you yeah, talked about really well. Yeah, so I I see something that girls don't have is we don't experience mateship and there's something that guys do really well. Um, I can't fully explain it because I'm not a guy, but they have this thing where it's like mutual respect and it's looking out for each other but not having it's the it's the most crazy thing that boy friendships just seem to have they look out for each other they just hang out like what are we doing on the weekend i don't fucking care mm. what we're doing we're hanging out because we love each other and we just want to have good times together and, and they're just mates and they just love to hang out and have a beer and chat um and you know what I also feel like you see more often with men if the if one of them like has done something wrong they seem to stick around like they seem yeah, it's to not support a big deal. that person going through a tough time and not judge them for whatever they've done and just be like I'm here to support yeah oh that's that's just Tommy he's just doing what he does and they still stick around for their their friend whereas I feel like with females it's like you instantly judge them that? 
and you just cut them off and it's more just like cutthroat and it's like why do we do yeah, that it is it's more cutthroat it seems it's a bit more cutthroat it's not just like and also the exclusivity that comes around um like girls friendship groups like you have a friendship group of four i think oh, well, she doesn't know this person or she hasn't met these people before, so I won't invite her. It's like guys just like, you know, Johnny can come and so can Steven and so can this guy. Everyone, everyone can come. So more and then and then more connections are then made from that because I, I know with my boyfriend, he's made one of his best mates through another um, best mate of his inviting him over. And that's how more connections and more friends are made. But girls just seem to struggle to do that because they're scared of Susie taking Laura's best friend. Like it just seems to be more complicated. And I think that's why maybe our toxicness for some reason, mm. I wish if you know, tell me, I want to hear, um, that makes girls not as reliable and as good friends in some circumstances yeah. in some circumstances yeah. not to say that women aren't amazing friends oh. girls having each other's backs like oh. is such a real thing and there's such a movement that. about it too which is amazing but we do still have that element of exclusivity which is real um so you know there is that element of it too which makes it i think that's the whole trust thing of us trying to navigate who we can trust and who we can't who's going to be a girl's girl and stick by us and be, you know, yeah. a sister in our lives and who's going to be the girl who's going to be talking behind our back on tomorrow and telling all of our secrets, you know, spreading them around. So yeah. it is that element, I think, for girls to try and co- cross that boundary and actually find out who is trustworthy and who is not. Unfortunately, it is more common, I think, we see in women than men, but not to say it doesn't happen with men as well. Oh, of course. So, yeah, it is It is just like navigating that trust barrier. But I do think men are more open to more friendships and opening up quicker than females are. Yeah, well. they, they, they take someone under their wing or take someone into their friendship group a lot faster, I think, than girls do. And and girls, like we're, women are emotional beings. We are yeah. more emotional. So it's it's quite natural that these things may be a bit harder for us because we how we are emotional and we do deal with these um, intense emotions on mm-hmm. a monthly, yearly, whatever basis. So I think that it's just natural and we do need to kind of just be, I think if people are aware of it more, then they can kind of mm-hmm. work on themselves to be more open and more um, try a bit more with other girls around yeah. them so we can all be happy sisters you know because like you said and you know friendships can get left behind in life and we can move on and Mm. and prioritize other things but I think it's so important that we do prioritize friendships I know it's something that I am trying to do consistently in my life because I don't want to lose my friends I don't want to just grow out of a season of having friends because maybe one day I'm getting married and I have other things to focus on or I have kids I want my girlfriends to be around for all of that yeah yeah I want those companions investing in friendships at this age in life because this is the age where you have to start making effort and having to like establish that if you're doing that right now it sets you up for life if you are going through a hard time 
at any stage in life, you have people there for you. It gives you companionship and stops you from feeling lonely and isolated. You have people to talk to. It gives you a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose and, you know, yeah it's 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 important it's very important and it is hard if people don't want to give you that back and that's why like we said at the start we're so grateful for the friends that we do have that they are really supportive and you know quantity over quality and your taylor swift quote what quantity is it? over quality do you mean quality over quantity <laughs> yeah and what's that what's your taylor swift quote a friend to all is a friend to none yeah i don't even know if that's relevant to what i just said but you know we just need to try and look out for girls invite them over tell them you inspire them tell tell them they inspire you (laughs) (laughs) i inspire you um and affirm them because women love to be affirmed like we love that so tell your friends they're amazing cherish them communicate to them put in effort because it is important and we love friends so yeah and keep trying friends a lot like i'll keep Keep trying trying. i oath to that yeah you people you keep trying because it's worth it it's worth it if you have good friends keep them close that's what i say even if it's two friends you keep those two friends close yeah Right, right, right. Time for asking for a friend. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Asking for a friend time. So this week's question was, "Do you believe in soulmates?" And we had quite actually not like last week where it was fifty-fifty. There was one definite answer, and that is yes. People believe in soulmates. We had sixty-five percent sorry I don't know why I'm talking like a talk show host 65 percent people said yes and then we had 35 percent of people saying no so still like not like a huge margin but most people believe in soulmates which I think is really sweet and beautiful yeah that is sweet what are your thoughts um I was I voted um yes but I actually am on the fence about this I don't actually believe in soulmates like I don't believe there's one person should we start with like the definition of soulmates like what does a soulmate mean what are we defining a soulmate as traditionally a soulmate is the google definition is an intense connection where both people feel deeply drawn together as if the affair was somehow destined to be so I don't think it's actually like as woo-woo as we think. I think it's more just yeah. like you feel deeply That's what attracted I mean. to someone. Yeah. I think it's a bit more hyped up in some, in some circumstances than it actually is the definition of. Because I was on the fence. I was like, I do believe in them. But for the, some circumstances of what some people think a soulmate is, I was probably not that intense about it. I do believe, though, that there are people out there who are just so suited to you as a person like god Mm. sent them for you Mm. i do kind of believe in that that's just like me wanting to i i think that there's multiple people out Mm. there for you though so that kind of contradicts the definition of soul yeah yeah i think how most people regardless of the definition i think how most people perceive a soulmate is someone who you're like 
destined to have in your life. Like you were meant to cross paths and it's like this almost higher purpose kind of definition where it's like, yes, you guys are meant to be. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, a, I think there's different kinds of soulmates. I think you can have friendship soulmates, like um, different soulmates for different times in your life, like, you know, to help you through certain things and a relationship soulmate, like whatever, however you seem or deem it to fit. I don't really believe in soulmates. I would say no for this one, which yeah, yeah you voted I did no, no so. because I, I okay, I'm a huge romantic, so I wish I believed in soulmates. I think I used to believe in soulmates, but now I think my perceptions change as I've grown because I do think that I think from romantic relationships and people in general are often romanticized and connections are romanticized and I also think that there's like you said there's multiple people who you could end up with or be with and it depends on many factors as to who you end up with so and even when people do think they end up with their soulmate doesn't always work out so yeah, yeah that's where I hesitate to be full yes is because I'm sure people have thought they found their soulmate and then bad things happen because people are human um mm. but I do believe that there are people out there who are, you're you cross paths and it's instant that's what see, I see that as, is that's what I see as a soulmate yeah. so you meet yeah. and it's instant and so you're soulmates that's how I see I do it. I do think that I don't know maybe I'm on the fence too but when someone says do you believe in soulmates I'm like for me it kind of makes a sense like it makes me think do I believe there's one person out there that's meant for me no yeah I and I think that like, is I believe, some people's yeah. definition of soulmate it's just not yeah like mine I think it's open to how you interpret the word soulmate yeah so. I think your definition plays a big factor but I do I do like to believe in soulmates I feel like it's nice to think that you're you've met someone who's made for you yeah I think that's really sweet and that's how I see yeah. it like they're made for you yeah if you do believe in like a higher purpose or a god like it's nice to think that that person was created for you even though there's trials and hardships it's still nice I think if you've are a good person and you find the right person sure it's a soulmate yeah cute cute that's a nice one all right guys well that's it for today thank you for tuning in if you made it this far we'll see you next week for a new episode and don't forget to jump onto our instagram and submit your answers for next week's asking for a friend and let us know your thoughts because we're super keen to talk about it and see what you guys think. Bye, guys.